Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. It's about kingdom. Somebody say kingdom. The name of this series is Kingdom Come. How many know that God wants his kingdom to come? In the Bible... The mention of God's kingdom in the New Testament is mentioned 119 times. Why did I mention that? I mentioned that is because the reason I mentioned that is that the kingdom of God is really God's true obsession. Tell somebody that. Say God is obsessed with his kingdom. Come on, tell somebody else besides you. Say God is obsessed with his kingdom. I'm going to show you today that God cares really the most about his kingdom. You have to understand people that even in Matthew 6 and 33 God says I'll reward you. He says seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness and then all your other needs, all the other cares of food in your cupboard, the gas in your car, in, in, in your tank, the, 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 all the provision you may need, the clothing, the provision, whatever you may need. God said, if you just seek my kingdom first, if you love what I love, if you care about what I care about, I got you covered. Tell somebody he's got you covered. He's got you covered if you seek ye first the kingdom. See, people, all, people want to say that a lot of times when they, want, they, when they want you ball and chain working in the church all the time. But no, the kingdom is more. Now, we do need you to serve and work in the church. Tell somebody, you need to serve. But the kingdom of God is when you are being light and salt out there in the dark world. Seek the kingdom. Wake up in the morning and say, God, what do you want? What, I thank you for this day that you graced me with. Now, what do you want me to do with it? I thank you, Lord, for the gifts you've taken me to. I thank you, Lord, for the testimony, for the hills and the valleys and the fiery furnaces that I've been through that gave me a wonderful testimony. Now, God, what is it that you want me to do with it? Seek ye first the kingdom. Tell somebody, seek the kingdom first. And all these other things will be taken care of. See, we got it backwards. We weren't about how we're going to do this and how we're going to make this way and how we're going to pay this by Friday. God said, if you seek the kingdom first, there is no lack in my kingdom. I own the cattle and I own the hills. The gold and the silver belongs to me. Healing flows out of me like a mighty river. So why are you worried? If you just seek the kingdom first, I'll take care of you. Tell somebody, God's got your back. The majority of Jesus' ministry when he was teaching, the first thing or the last thing that Jesus said, the kingdom is like. If you don't believe me, read it. Read, read, read the majority of Jesus' parables when he was sitting down teaching. He said the kingdom is like a mustard seed. 
The kingdom is like a man that casts seed on, on various types of soil. The kingdom of God is like, is like, is like. Jesus was upset. Jesus, he realized. Look, look, look. Oh, God, I, I, I got to explain it to you. I got to explain it to you. Look, and, and, and look here's the thing. I'm going to read this, and I, and, and, I want, and I'm going to let you sit down. But this is the cornerstone by which we're going to be teaching for the next couple of weeks. I want you to turn with me. Some of you all know we put it on social media this week. But I want you to turn with me to Luke, the 17th chapter. And this was immediately after Jesus had healed some lepers, y'all. He had healed some lepers, and he told them, go and show yourself to the priest. And only one leper came back to tell him, thank you. And some Pharisees saw that, yo, this, these were the guys who were lepers, and this guy came back. And then, and then they, wanted, they wanted to ask Jesus, when is the kingdom of God going to come? See, you have to understand that Orthodox Jews believe that the kingdom of God was going to come when the Messiah came, the original time that the, when the Messiah came, he would establish his throne. And if you read Revelation, when Jesus comes back the second time, he is going to establish the kingdom of God in the city of Jerusalem. But that's a whole nother topic and we'll teach on another time. But the fact that but Jesus said, just look at Jesus' response. Jesus is so wise. Blue 17 and 20 says this. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation meaning like you're not going to see it it's not that it's not anything tangible you're going to see but he says this neither they say low here people are not going to be able to say the kingdom of God is here in this location it's not going to be a GPS location on the map you're not going to be able to find it with Google Maps you ain't going to say this is the kingdom of God or this is the kingdom of God you're not going to be going to say to a church and say this is the kingdom of God but look at what he says right here he says he said neither you say low is here or low is there for behold the kingdom of God is within you I want you to tell somebody besides look them in the face come on get a partner get a partner get a partner and tell them say neighbor I don't know if you knew it or not, but the kingdom of God is in you. Stop looking for it to come down on a cloud. Stop looking for the garden. See, that's the reason they can't find the garden of Eden. Because Eden is supposed to be the resident place of our heart and of our spirit. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is in you. Come on, tell everybody around you. Come on, you come on, come on, tell them the kingdom of God is in you. It's in you. It's in you. Stop looking for it. Stop looking for Superman to come through the wall. Stop looking for, 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 for a knight in shining armor to come riding on a white horse. The kingdom of God is in you. Somebody look up to the Lord and say, Lord, let your kingdom come. You may be seated. You may be seated. God wants his kingdom to come. And if I'm, and if I'm worth, worth any waiting as a preacher or a teacher today, I will convince you and I will teach you that God wants, to, wants his kingdom to come. You see, that's in the Lord's prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The next sentence is, thy kingdom come. But look at the next sentence after that. Thy will be done on earth. How many know we ain't nothing but dirt? As it is in heaven. The kingdom is going to come through earth. It's going to come through an earthen vessel. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is in you. Romans 14 and 17 says this, people of God. 
it says this. It says, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Well, somebody said, well, well Pastor, what, 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 is the, what is the kingdom of God? Well, Jesus is first telling you first right here that, 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 that uh, he's first explaining what the kingdom of God is not. See, because the scriptures to give context up above that, they're talking, they, they're talking about how, you know, that if, if, if a person comes in your house and they don't eat meat, then, you know, then don't, then don't, don't offend them and all these things. But see, I, see what, what Jesus was, was teaching against was custom and tradition that weighs us down. And we feel like that we are advancing the kingdom because we keep rules. Now I, now, I understand we should be ye holy for he is holy. I understand all that. But we are no longer under the law where God is pleased just because you don't do, because I don't cuss, because I don't, because I don't steal, because I don't fornicate. That just gets you to the place you should be holy because he is holy. But God is saying that, that, that the kingdom of God is not meat and it is not drink. But look at what it says right here. It is not meat and it is not drink, but it is righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. And peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now let me plant a flag right here real quickly. That there is no access to the kingdom without righteousness. Holiness without no man's gonna see the Lord. So we are we are not we are not going to we are not going to uh, subscribe to uh, the the new damnable doctrine that all you got to do is have God in your portfolio. That you can live any kind of way as long as I get a cross tattoo and I got a, and, and, and I got some scriptures on here that I can live any kind of way and access the kingdom. No, no. The keys to the kingdom is righteousness. There is no access to the kingdom of God without righteousness. He doesn't even see you. He doesn't recognize you unless you come to him through righteousness. Somebody say righteousness. I'm not say, I didn't say perfection. See, we got to bring balance to this thing. See, people try to put condemnation on that you got to walk perfect. The only one that was ever perfect was Jesus. But it is my endeavor from day to day to please the Father by what I say, by what I do, by how I react. My decisions, I've said it many times before, my decisions are worship. How I react and what I do for the kingdom of God is righteousness unto him. And sometimes you're going to fall. Tell somebody, sometimes you're going to fall. Sometimes you're going to miss the mark. But the true measure of a righteous man, the word of God said a righteous man falls seven times. But he get up. Now, now, now if, if we subscribe to, to the belief that you got to be perfect, how can a righteous man fall? And see, we haven't done a good job as a church teaching, teaching our young and our babies in Christ that, honey, things are going to happen. You're going to fall off the, you're going to fall off the horse sometimes. But as long as you got a will to get back up, a righteous man follows seven times. Meaning, in order to get to number seven, he had to keep getting back up. Tell somebody, get back up. You may make a mistake. You may, you may fall into sin. I'm not talking about practicing sin. See, there's a difference between falling into sin and, 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 and getting caught up in it and being consumed by it and practicing it. 
There's somebody that could be a licensed doctor but not be practicing. See, you can't practice sin and access the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen? But he said, but, but he, he, here's, the, here's the other thing. Here's the, here's the true translation. And, and I'm not, not trying to say, I'm trying to restate what Jesus said, but I want to give you a modern day translation of this, that the kingdom of God is not what you can consume. Rather, it is what you possess and what you're willing to pour out. See, I'm going to shoot this other sacred cow that people believe that, that the kingdom of God is all about all about what I can get from it. See, Jesus was, saying, Jesus was saying that the kingdom of God is not meat that you can consume. It's not drink that you can consume, but it is righteousness. It is peace. And it is joy. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in you. And the only way that the world is going to get experience and is going to be touched by the kingdom of God is if you pour out your righteousness, if you are a creator. See, see, now it all makes sense when Jesus said when he was given given the Beatitudes that blessed is the peacemaker. Not the peacekeeper, but the peacemaker. See, when you are making peace, you are literally building bricks for the kingdom. You are literally building the foundations by which God can come sit his throne in and he can create a habitation. See, see, God, he's a regal king. He's royalty. And we have to set habitations. Tell somebody beside you, create habitation for God. How do we create, how do we create habitation? Through righteousness, through peace, and through joy and the Holy Ghost. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is within you. Let me tell you something. God is obsessed with his kingdom. I want you on this week to read the first three chapters of Genesis. See, people think it's all about getting Adam and Eve here and all this stuff. But what God was doing in the first chapter when he was creating the, 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 the firmament, he was creating the, 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 uh, the, the waters and he was creating the sky and creating the birds and all these creeping things and all these things. What God was really doing was establishing his kingdom. Scientists even call different species of animals kingdoms the animal kingdom see they call themselves trying to quantify trying to trying to say we can't prove the existence of God but even what even the terminology they use they borrow it from God somebody say kingdom and what it, and, and, and his, his in the first chapter God is creating the environment for his kingdom by the end of the first chapter, he, t- he, 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 he creates Adam and Eve, who he created to have dominion. See, here's the thing. God wanted to create a kingdom, and then he created people to rule the kingdom. God said, it all belongs to me. It all came from me, but I want to create something. He said, he said, he said in the first chapter of Genesis, in, in 27, he said, let us create man in our image. And then he created them. And then he blessed them. In chapter 2, in chapter 2, this is what he does. God, God, God plants Adam and Eve in the middle of a garden called Eden. And he gives them their assignment. He tells Adam, I want you to tend to the garden. 
In other words, I want you to tend to this kingdom. I want you to name all the animals. I want you to name all the plants. I want you to do everything and I want you to tend to your garden that I have already set up for you. It is filled with perfection. In anything, there is no sickness in this garden. There is nothing. This, the kingdom of heaven is free and void of anything that is, that it, that, that it, that is in this earth. There is no sickness in the kingdom of God. There is no lack in the kingdom of God. There is no confusion in the kingdom of God. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is in you. So our quest in our life is to get the kingdom from inside of us to the outside of us. That's our mission. That's our goal. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is in you. He told him in chapter 2, he said, Adam, I want you to tend to the garden. I've given you everything. Every herb, every animal, everything you would ever need to live a successful life. So uh, you don't even have to worry about rain falling on you because I, I was watering the plants and even the grass because dew would come up from the earth. That was nothing Adam had to worry about. All he had to do was tend to his garden. Can I tell you, God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. See, when, when we have that self-confidence that God, you have given me everything. It will stop us from being in a place where people can abuse us, where people can take advantage of us because we are, in, we are constantly in a place where we need other people to validate us. Validate me. Validate my ministry. Let me know I'm pretty. Let me know I'm smart. Let me know I'm loved. God said, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I put everything inside of you that you need. All I need you to do is tend to your garden. Touch somebody. Tell them, tend to your garden. Don't be in my, don't be, don't be in my vegetables. Don't be, don't be in my crops. I need you to tend to your garden. See, that's part half our problem. We in everything but a casket, but we need to tend to our garden. Rather than trying to be Superman for everybody, you need to tend to your ministry. You need to tend to your calling. You need to tend to the word that God has given you in your life, and maybe you will be further along. But see what happened with Adam. Adam was tending to the garden. He said, look, you can, you can eat of every tree in this garden, but there is one place you cannot touch. There was a tree over here of knowledge of good and evil. You can eat of every plant. You can do whatever you want to. I've given you full reign and dominion, but you can't touch this, Adam. And somebody would say, well, why would God do that? Because God created the element of choice. Because if Adam didn't have a choice not to serve God, it wouldn't be true worship unto, the, unto God. So that dispels the myth, well, if God didn't want me to do it, he'd knock that beer out my hand. You know, he, he, you know, he, he, you know, uh, when, 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 I, when, I, when I get that 3.30 booty call, God, God will stop me and make my battery go dead. No. For the older people, booty call is when, no, we'll talk later. But anyway. <laughs> but God is a God that gives us choice. Tell somebody, you have a choice. 
You have a choice and your choice is worship. And Adam failed the test because when the serpent came to Eve and said, hey, hey, do, do you really think that, 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 uh, that if you eat this tree that you're surely going to die? He said, you won't surely die. God challenged the word of Eve, but see, when Eve, when Eve ate it, nothing happened because God didn't give the commandment to Eve. God gave the commandment to Adam because Adam was supposed to tend to the garden, which also meant he was supposed to tend and protect his wife. Husbands in this room, when you know, now I, 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 I lovely women. I, lo, I love, I love our women. I love my wife. She's a woman. I love my wom- my mama. I, I came from a woman. I love women. But the devil will come to them in another kind of way, because women are more spiritual. Remember, women are more emotional. And so, and so the devil can come to them in more cunning ways. But men, it is our job to see the devil afar off and say no. Say, baby, I understand what you're thinking, but this is, the, this is the plan that God has given us. And we're not going to wave it to the right or to the left, but we're going to follow the plan. Now, that is not an excuse. Women, you know, the Bible says women submit yourselves to, su- submit yourselves to the husband. But men, we got to be something that the women of God can submit to. We can't just pull out the Bible, submit, submit, submit. Well, be something to submit to. Be something to submit to. We got to be stable. We got to be predictable. One of the first things my wife taught me is, and I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. So we might as well talk. One of the first things my wife taught me is that she desires, and most women desire our motor thing to be safe and secure. And if your wife don't know whether y'all gonna, y'all gonna get put out or you have eviction notice every other week, she don't know whether when, if she go to the store and swipe the card, she got she to gotta, she gotta go, go into a tearing service to make sure the client don't come on the screen. That is not security. Come on, y'all. Women, can I show of hands? You don't mind following a man as long as he's got a plan and he, and he makes sure you're secure. Well, we can't just pull out the Bible and use particular texts to make women do stuff. Majority of women will gladly say, I, I, will, I will gladly follow if you only lead. Okay, y'all don't want to hear that. Let me get on. But by chapter three, here's what happens by chapter three. They fall prey to deception And not only does he lose fellowship with God, but Adam loses the kingdom. God. Adam loses the kingdom. Adam loses the kingdom. And there we start the saga that the whole Bible, y'all, if you look at it, if you read all through the Bible, it's just a story of God getting his kingdom back. That's all it is. And we are in the midst of the pages right now, helping God get his kingdom back. Kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Tell somebody, the kingdom is within you. 
I want you to turn with me to Genesis 128. But before I say that, just tell you take it off. Before I say that, Adam fell, got separated from God. We were born in sin and shaped with iniquity, all that stuff. And we, 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 we love Jesus. We worship Jesus. But do you not know there would not be no need for Jesus if Adam had not fallen? I know that messes with your mind a little bit. But there'd be no need for Jesus had Adam not fallen. Because man was in perfect harmony with God. And so Jesus came to redeem us back to the Father. But it's more than about, but it's more than just about redemption. Yes, we are redeemed, but he redeemed us back to him, Brother Jonathan, so that we can get back to establishing kingdom. Because not only did he lose fellowship with his children, but he lost the kingdom. <sighs> Genesis 1.28, it says this, and we're just about finished. This is after God created Adam and Eve. And then he said, and he blessed them. Tell somebody, that's the blessing. And he said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth or creepeth upon the earth. For the next couple of minutes, I'm going to talk about these five things. And this is just about the five things that we can do to make sure that the kingdom comes out of us. It has already been established. How many people are, 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 are followers of Jesus Christ? Let me see your hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, if you, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, that means that the kingdom is inside of you. Let's just get that established. Tell somebody the kingdom is inside of you. And tell, tell somebody the kingdom is not me. It's not drink. But it is... What is it, y'all? Righteousness. It's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So we got that understood, right? Now, let, 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 let's, let, let, let's look right here at this first thing. The first thing God did is he blessed Adam and Eve. And he didn't, which means he empowered them with supernatural blessing. And then he told them, the first thing I want you to do with it is be fruitful. Look somebody in the face and tell them, be fruitful. To be fruitful means to produce good or healthy results. Tell somebody, good and healthy results. This is one way that the kingdom is going to get from the inside of you to the outside. The word of God says you should judge a tree by what? the fruit that it bears. I don't call a tree a fruitful tree if it's only got one apple on it. A fruitful tree is, it's so full of apples 
that when I get about 20, when I get about 20, 30 feet away, all I can see, look, look, it looks like, look like a Christmas tree, all, all the little apples on it. Tell somebody fruitful. And it's not good enough to have just fruit on it. It's got to be good, shiny. No worms in it. Nice shape. Being fruitful. My question to you today is, with the time, with the talents, with the giftings that God has given us, are we being fruitful? Are we being fruitful for the kingdom? I'm not saying you got a shiny new car out there. I'm not saying you got a 3,000 square foot house. I'm not saying your 401k has increased by 30% already in the year. All those things are good, but are you fruitful? Are you flowing in righteousness? Are you abiding in peace? And are you full of joy in the Holy Ghost? See, for God to say in the Holy Ghost, meaning there are other types of joys. Joy in the Holy Ghost. God said, are you being fruitful? When people see you, do they see the kingdom? When they see you, do they see? See, see, the word of God said our objective should be, see, we, 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 should, we should live in such a way that people see our good works and glorify the Father in heaven. Tell somebody, be fruitful. See, a lot of times we get to the next part, we multiply, but we're multiplying unfruitfulness. So you got to understand us whether we do it, whether we take the first precept or not, we still got the God-like ability to multiply regardless of whether we're fruitful or not. And so a lot of times we are multiplying unfruitfulness. Ungodly habits. Passing things along to our children. Coming atmospheres and we add to confusion rather than bringing peace in the room. Come on, y'all. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is within you. Come on, come on, don't draw back on me. The kingdom of God is within you, but the only way we're going to get it out is that the first thing we do would be fruitful, people of God. God has sowed so many things inside of us. And guess what? A good fruit always has seed inside of itself. A good piece of fruit when you get to the core, it's got seeds all inside of it. So part of your fruitfulness, part of being fruitful is being seedful. The mark of a good fruit is that it has the ability. See, God is so miraculous. He said, I'm only going to have to create these fruits the first one time. See, humans and animals are the only ones got to get together to procreate. But God put within the plants and within the fruits their own ability to create after themselves. And so when something is truly a fruit from the kingdom of God, it should also have a seed attached. Tell somebody, I tell somebody, I know you want to be fruitful. But are you seedful? And a seed's only purpose is to go in the ground and multiply. Oh, I know y'all eat sunflower seeds. 
But that's not, that's not its core. That's not its highest purpose. Its highest purpose is to go into the ground and to multiply after itself. And so the next commandment he gave him is that I want you to multiply. Multiply is working or sowing with the purpose of reproducing after something that is fruitful. I'm going to say it again. Working or sowing with the purpose of reproduce, reproducing that which is fruitful. Like I said before, we can multiply things that are unfruitful. Some of us have unfruitful habits. We pass it on to our children. He'll eat these chitlins. Y'all know y'all shit not supposed to be eating them chitlins. <laughs> Working or sowing with the purpose. Look, look at this. When I multiply, look, I'm going to go like this. this is not on, I didn't get this sister Heather in the back. But nobody multiplies by accident. You multiply with the intentionality that I am doing an action with the intent that it's going to multiply. With the intent that something else is going to come from this seed. So it's, an, it's not simply sowing. People always want to talk about sowing and you should sow into the kingdom and you should sow into people's lives. All that stuff is well and good. But we should also work and till the soil to which we're trying to multiply. Nobody can throw just a seed out there and it, and it may, but, but sometimes you got to work the soil that you've already sown in. What, how, what am I saying about that? That means you got to cover it in prayer. That means you got to study to show yourself approved. If God is going to take you worldwide, then you can't have a Mayberry RFD mentality. You got to study to show yourself approved. You might, go, you might need to go take a class. You might need to go study somebody who which, who which you admire so that when you get there, you don't look crazy. You know why? Because you represent the kingdom. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is within you. The next thing God says is that he said, I want you to be fruitful. Then I want you to multiply. And then I want you to replenish. Somebody say replenish. We're talking about kingdom. How are we going to get the kingdom from inside of us? See, God said, I'm blessing you. I've given you this kingdom, but I'm giving you a formula how, to, how the kingdom can perpetually keep going and keep, uh, keep achieving what I created it to do. And the, and, the next, and the third thing he told him to do, I want you to replenish. Replenish means working or sowing. It's the same working or sowing, but it is with no expectation of a return. That I'm sowing into you, Sister Norma, for the simple fact that you are a child of God and the strong sometimes have to bear the infirmities of the weak. And so I'm going to sow into your life, not saying, not, not, I'm, I'm not putting a down payment so I can get something back from you, but I, 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 am, I am feeding you because you are in the kingdom of God and we are only strongest as our weakest link. And so I need you to be strong. I need you to be in your most holy faith because if you notice, when, when, when Paul talked about the armor of God, he talked about the, the, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet shot with the preparation of priests, the, 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 the sword of the spirit, the shield of faith. Do you realize he mentioned everything but something to cover your back? That means two things. We are never to retreat and that our brother and sister are supposed to have our back. And sometimes, how many know life can wear us down? And sometimes we just need to be replenished. 
I don't need to be judged. I don't need, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need you. I don't need you to give me three steps and I don't need it. I just need to be replenished sometimes. And the church is such a place where we should be able to come and be honest and say, look, I'm having, I love God. I believe him, but I've had a hard week and I need you to, to jack me up by my collars and tell me it's going to be okay. somebody tell them replenish me and I need to be able to be transparent in front of you and know that you ain't gonna go talk about me come on somebody we supposed to be the body when you hurt I hurt and my toe is hurting my body is hurting when you got a toothache you hurt all over don't you you ain't compartment like, oh boy, this mouth show is hurting. No, when you hurt, you hurt all over. And we are the body of Christ. When you going through my sister, I feel that. I want nothing more than for you to get through this trial better than you were when you went into it. Because when you are better, the body is better and the kingdom is better. All because you got through this situation. Tell somebody, I'm going to replenish you. The other thing is God wants us to do in replenishment is an acknowledgement that I'm going to feed what's feeding me. I'm not going to be a leech. I'm not going to be a parasite. <laughs> I'm going to replenish. That if I called you, if I, if I called you and I kept you up all night praying for me and talking about my issues, I'm thankful and I'm going to find a way to replenish you. You may not need me to talk back to you, but I, I may give you a gift card. I may tell you, thank you. At the very least, I'm going to do, I'm going to put you on my targeted prayer list. Tell somebody replenish. We've got to stop this selfish blinder mentality that it's about my four and no more. That the kingdom of God suffers when our brother, our sister is not walking in righteousness, not walking in peace, and not walking in joy in the Holy Ghost. Does anybody get anything out of this today? Tell somebody, the joy, tell somebody the kingdom of God is inside of you. Two more things and we're going to go. The, fifth, the, the, the fourth thing is he told him, I want you to subdue. Somebody say subdue. Subdue, subdue means to gain control over. God gave Adam so much power that he had, he gained control over the animals. They were already subject to his rule. You don't believe that man has rulership over animals. If you don't believe it, go to the circus. Five and six hundred pound tigers. Don't even know, don't even realize they own strength. A man cracking the whip and he got them standing up on little things and hopping through hoops and standing on balls. Tell somebody, tell somebody, we have the power to subdue. Now if we can do that over animals, 
not asking us to go out there. He told Adam to do it. He didn't tell you to go out in the jungle and go grab an orangutan and tell me and, and, and put and put a rope around it and say, you're gonna be my pet. No, God is not telling us to do that. But what God is telling us to do, if you're gonna be a person that's gonna promote kingdom, you need to have control. I'm, th- I'm not talking about controlling other people, control of thine self. Tell somebody to control yourself. I can't help it. It's just me. That's a no, 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 no. The kingdom of God is within you. One of the fruits of the spirit is having what? Self-control. Subdue yourself. Paul said there was no good thing that dwells in his flesh. It is going to be constantly warring after the spirit. You're going, your, your spirit is going to want to say, hey, it's time for you to pray and get in touch with God. And, uh, and, and, your, and, and, and your flesh is saying, I want to watch Netflix. And your flesh is saying, I want to watch Housewives or whatever city. God, 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 but God said, you got to subdue that flesh. You got to drag it. You got to make flesh your slave. And sometimes you got to throw it on the altar and kill it. Somebody say subdue. If you want the key, anybody want the kingdom to go to, to go come from the inside to the outside. Well, God said you're going to have to subdue this flesh. That means that sometimes you're going to have to turn your plate down and start fasting. Some of you, food ain't a problem. Maybe technology is my thing. I got to turn the phone off and, and, and stop looking at this little screen. See, I told my wife a long time ago, this sidebar, if, if, if I was going to, if I was going to go into another career, I would go into whatever career is that's going to be treating people's necks about 20 years from now. Because everybody's neck is bent down here. Looking at a screen. Whatever, whatever, hold up, I don't know it's osteo or whatever, but that need to be, there's going to be a special unit for people's necks because everybody's looking down at a screen. But God wants us to have control. I just had to go to the cupboard and get them cookies. No, you didn't. he's so fine I can't resist him yes you can the word of God said he said no temptation will come but with temptation God also provides a way of escape which means that biblically if you find yourself in a temptation if you look around there's a door somewhere Tell them, there's a door if you look. See, the thing, the thing, we want to say, oh, Lord, I'm just so overwhelmed, and the devil just, no, 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 the devil ain't big enough. The devil ain't bad enough. He cannot, he had to get permission to attack Job. He ain't big enough and bad enough. With every temptation, God promised, you will be tempted, but with every temptation, if you look around, there's an escape hatch somewhere. And many of us say we be honest when we fail, when we look back in hindsight is 2020 say, God, you gave me an opportunity to get out right there. You pulled the scales off my eyes just long enough for me to see it, but I ignored it. Tell somebody the kingdom of God is within you. We are determined. We're going to get this kingdom of God out of us, y'all. 
For us to fulfill what God has called to do, it's got to, it's got, we got to unlock the seals and we got to start pouring the kingdom out. And God gave us a prescription to get it done. The last thing before we go. If to subdue means to get control, the last thing of having dominion means to maintain control. See, we're good. Let me say it like this. One of the traps and one of the pitfalls of charismatic, Holy Ghost filled church is that we look at our walk with God in moments the moment I've got saved the moment I got filled by the, with the Holy Spirit the moment I got delivered and so we look at life in these individual dots and we think that everything is going to be fixed because of a moment when the, when the truth of the matter is the moment you got saved began the journey of your walk and walking is a process. The moment you got delivered, you can't just get delivered. You got to do an autopsy. You got to do some post-mortem. I ain't talking too fancy for y'all. You got to do some post-mortem. You got to do an autopsy on, yes, I thank God that deliverance was available, but what led me to being bound in the first place? See, because if we don't study the tactics of how we got bound, Guess what? The devil's coming again with seven more devils to get you bound again. And we should not be ignorant of Satan's devices. Do you not know the devil is really, all he got is time. His fate is sealed. So all he got is time like Al-Qaeda to wait for the right moment to get you. And so as a result, we celebrate getting control the moment I got free, the moment I got healed, the moment I got delivered, but having dominion is the practice of maintaining control. It's the discipline of keeping control over that thing that once was a threat to you. Tell somebody you got to keep control. See, when I should do it, I can get it under the headlock for a moment, but I can't keep it in the headlock forever because I got to go out here and I got to go be a wife. I got to go be, I got to go raise children. I got to go, I got to go perfect and prove my ministry. So I can't hear, I can't keep here, but my discipline and my trust in the almighty God is going to allow me to maintain my dominion over it. This may not excite anybody today, but this is good teaching. Because God gave a prescription right here that if we follow these five things, people of God, we will have victory in every area of our life. If we, if we purpose in our mind, I'm going to be fruitful through the kingdom. I'm going to multiply. I'm going to find. See, do, you, do you not know that we would not be sitting here as Christians today if, if Jesus had not made up in his mind that I'm going to pour in the 12 guys? 
And if, and, if the 12, and if the apostles had not poured into other people and, and wrote letters to Paul, to Timothy, and all those things, that, that's the multiplication piece. It's, it's not good enough. We, we are a reservoir for the kingdom, but the kingdom is not meant to be just resident in our lives. The kingdom is meant to be poured. Tell somebody besides you, pour the kingdom. And so God wants us to do it. As we stand to our feet, I'm finished. That the kingdom of God is in you. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about how we're going to get the kingdom from the inside of us to the outside in our environment. Tell somebody, I, tell somebody I'm determined to get the kingdom from the inside to the outside. The devil is banking that you're going to die with the kingdom inside you. He said, if I could keep you busy enough, if I could keep you distracted enough, you'll still go to heaven, you'll still get a mansion, but you would have left this earth not establishing the kingdom. See, the devil really don't even care about you so much. And the reason that I put this up here, I read, <laughs> the reason that, that I put, uh, I had them to put this up here with chess pieces is because I just learned to play chess a couple years ago. Actually, when I became pastor, I started learning to play chess. Y'all will get that later. Long, long later. I, I, I learned to play chess because chess is life. Anybody know how to play chess? Don't you know chess is life? And the reason the whole mission of playing chess is to capture the king. Because if you capture the king, they call that checkmate. When you capture the king, the whole kingdom falls. And so the endeavor of the whole game is to protect the kingdom. I'm protecting the kingdom by protecting the king. At the same time, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to take another kingdom over. Which means that I have to use strategy in order to protect the kingdom and I have to use strategy in order to overtake another kingdom. Do you not know that we are in a battle between two kingdoms every day? The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of the light of our God, Jehovah. God bless you. Thank you, mom. And so, We don't want to fall into the trap. And, and, and earlier, we invoked the presence of God. And yes, it was emotional. And, and yes, it was all those things. But we can be charismatic, believe in the Holy Ghost, Pentecostal power of God, and be intellectual. And be strategic. See, People, uh, uh, people who are charismatic and believe in the power of the Holy Ghost have gotten a bum rap of being ignorant. That all we know how to do is jump and be emotional and sweat. No, but when, when I come down from the Spirit, I've got some strategy. I've got some discipline. See, uh, Pentecostal charismatic people have, 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 have only been said the only way you can be disciplined is to not sin. 
No, but I can be disciplined in my finances. I can be disciplined in how I treat my body. I can be disciplined. And those things are going to put me in position for the kingdom to advance. You got to understand it's not about you. It's about the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom. Yes, Jesus was sent to redeem you, but you were redeemed so that you can start back building kingdom. That's what it's all about. Because God gave Adam dominion, it means that the only way that the kingdom is going to be established is if it is established through you. Yeah, I got that quote here. Tell somebody, if the kingdom is in you, the kingdom is dependent on you. You say, oh, I'm just nobody. I'm about... No, no. If the kingdom is in you, the only way the kingdom is going to get into the earth is if it comes through you. Come on, let's hold hands and pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for our brother and our sister, the hand that we hold today. We thank you, Lord, for reminding us, Lord, that the kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God literally resides in our hearts. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for reminding us today that through these five, through these five dif- disciplines, God, that you remind us that these are the ways that if we tend to our garden by tending to these five things today, God, you will set the, you will, we set the stage for you to be active in our lives in a new and refreshing way. We thank you, Lord, right now that those that are dealing with areas of unfruitfulness, God, Lord, that you, that you show them right now, Lord, the areas in their lives that are unfruitful, whether it's in their speech, whether it's in their decisions, whether it's in their finances, God, whether it's in their habits, God, whether there are generational curses that are making, that are plaguing their lives, God, show them, Lord, shine the light of heaven, God. Lord, reveal unto us those areas that are unfruitful. And when we become fruitful, God, give us the the insight of good ground to multiply and to sow in, God. We will not be leeches. We will not be those that just take and never give, God. We will sow into other things that are higher than us, God. Lord, because the only way we are, only reason we are here, God, because you sowed your son, Jesus Christ, into the earth, God. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord. And, Lord, when, and, and, and when, and when we have sown into people, God, allow us to be a refreshing oasis for somebody, God. Let us replenish those, God, that when we are on the mountain, top God let us have compassion for our fellow man God let us have compassion for our brother and our sister God and let us replenish those that are depleted in their spirits God those that may be perplexed and may be going through in their minds and in their bodies God give us a burden for those that are going through God so that we can intercede and we can replenish those and God we thank you Lord for the spirit of self-discipline the spirit of self-discipline, God. Lord, because, Lord, Lord, your, your first people that you pulled into your, into your kingdom, God, you called them disciples. 
They will learn people of discipline, God. So we thank you, Lord, that you are giving us the power to subdue, not other people. We're not trying to control people, having a spirit of witchcraft, trying to control other gods. But let us, Lord, it takes all, all, the, all our energy, God, to control ourselves, God. So we thank you, Lord, for giving us the self-discipline, God, to pray. Lord, put a bridle on our tongues, God, so we can speak only what the kingdom says to say. Lord, that we can do only, Lord, in our reactions. Lord, in what we say and what we do, Lord, give us the power, God, to subdue, to subdue every principality and everything that is raising itself against the knowledge of God. Lord, you said to bring it under subjection, subdue it, God. Everything that is contrary to what your plan is for our lives, God. We're going to use our strength and we're going to subdue. And lastly, God, we thank you, Lord, for the long-term discipline to have dominion, to rule over those things that are contrary to the kingdom of God. We thank you right now, Lord, that you give, that not, not, not that you give us dominion, God, because you've already given us, God. Lord, Lord, make us aware of the dominion that we have, God. Give us the bonus to exercise our God-given authority in the marketplace, in the job place, in our family, as it pertains to our children, God, in us, in the schoolhouse, God. Give us the bonus to exercise our dominion for the kingdom of God. And God, when we exercise these things, when we do these things, God, We will be ambassadors of the kingdom of God. God, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord, for blessing the hand that we hold. We thank you, Lord, for giving them the necessary courage to make hard decisions so that you can have your way. Lord, we acknowledge that the kingdom of God is inside of us. But God, we're also determined that we're not going to die with that same kingdom inside of us we're going to pour it out we hold this truth in earth and vessels of God but it's time for us to pour the kingdom out we thank you for it we count it done in Jesus' name amen 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 come on if you believe the word of the Lord come on put your hands together thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church we pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.